Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for being here with us today. Very excited to share that we have our first male guest on the podcast today. We have Tony, who is a father of two spirited youngsters. He believes in a world where we can all overcome our past to be the best version of ourselves and make a true difference in the lives of others, especially our kids, no matter what we've been through. He is passionate about using his knowledge of how childhood shapes our brains and lives to help people reconnect to their true authentic self and feel confident and resilient to live life with compassion, joy and contentment as a role model to our kids. So welcome, Tony. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Em. Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) You're very welcome. Is there anything you would like to add to that? Like maybe you want to even tell us about what led you on this journey and, and why you're doing what you do today. Yeah, that's a that's a good start. So, look, before I had kids, I didn't know much of this stuff at all, and I, as I guess a lot of parents don't. And um, yeah, once you got a kid, you're in the deep end. And for Veronica and I, my my wife, um, having our first daughter really really challenges on so many levels. Um, and Veronica ended up with. Oh, ended up had had some postnatal um, issues and those were I could see how clearly those are affecting not just her but but Jasmine our daughter and also the my family myself so at the time I had no idea how to help her I I was I was working in the area of trauma um, and work with clients and I was noticing that their childhoods was were linked to their traumas to their experience to to imposter syndrome or whatever was going on for them and and I started to notice the same with thing with Veronica um becoming a mum and her past was actually getting in the way of her being the mum she wanted to be she really had high expectations of of how she would be a mother but when when for example Jazzy would cry it would just it would throw her so much that she couldn't actually be there in the way she wanted to. Um, there were all sorts of situations where she just couldn't be the mum she wanted to, even though she desperately, desperately wanted to, and she felt so guilty about it. And um, and I was on the sidelines because a dad, it doesn't fulfill the same role as, as a mum uh, for the kids. So I was doing what I could, but my main role was to support Veronica and I couldn't do that at the time. So I, I then went on a, on a deep, deep, mission to understand what was going on and um, and find a way to help Veronica but also my daughter because I realized those first few years the first three to seven years are are the most critical and the most important so it was quite an urgent um, an urgent project urgent urgent thing to do um, for me and and thankfully now we've we've come to understand what's going on helped Veronica and, and helping other parents and, and other people who want to make a difference in the world to, to reconnect how the past has affected them and help them to, to be the person and the parent they want to be. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing that um, and so openly and honestly. And I'm sure that it's something that we can relate to, especially with 
the expectations that we have, we often put on ourselves as as the mother that we want to be. Mm. And then when we don't meet them, we can end up feeling a lot of guilt and a lot of, um, you know, we, we come de- hard on, down hard on ourselves because we're like, well, this is what I want to be. Why can't I do it? And there's this mm-hmm. kind of gap between, yeah, who we are and then what we kind of want to be and aspire to be. And I guess that's kind of what we're talking to you about today. And, and this really fits into how we raise authentic and resilient children. And as we were just saying before, you know, this is such a big big topic and 30 minutes is a very um short time to to um really uh explore it all so we're just gonna you know dive into a little bit of it today and maybe we can just even start off with you know you and I have done a lot of work before Tony so I have a little bit of awareness of this and I have an understanding that it is the unmet needs from our own childhood that do impact our parenting. So would you like to maybe start by, yeah, talking to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's exactly right. As, as, as you point out, throughout our own childhood, there's a whole series of experiences we have where our parents, even if they wanted to, they still can't meet all our needs in the way that our brain wants them to be met. And, you know, that could be the simplest thing as, as, you know, the baby's crying, but you're on the phone or you're trying to make dinner or, you know, life, life happens as parents. So, you know, throughout this discussion, it's not your fault in any way. It's just how life is. Um, and, you know, throughout this discussion as well, it's not your parents' fault either. They were doing what they could, the best they could or the best with what they knew at the time. Mm. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So those those unmet needs as a child, the brain is so wired for attachment to to have this connection to this figure, this parent figure that is that is everything to the child. That parent figure is protection, it's food, it's it's essentially survival, and so the child puts that parent figure ahead of everything else, including themselves. And so as soon as that parent figure is not present or starts to move away, the child's brain registers that instantly. Mm. There's a there's a, a a precise wiring in the brain that that measures how far the parent is away from you in case there's danger, but it also measures how far emotionally they are away from you as well. And that often gets missed. That emotional distance, the child picks it up instantly, um, but the parent might overlook that. Um, that that's what the pet, the child is actually relating to. Um, an example, yesterday Jazzy was crying because I, I came in with Noah out in the driveway on the skateboards having fun and then Jazzy raced ahead and I came in with Noah um, to get him in the bath and she, she thought she told me something else, that we were going to do something else and she was crying because we'd, she felt abandoned on the driveway because we weren't there um, and also that we, she felt we hadn't listened and I thought that was a really good example. There were two, two massive needs for a child that she felt weren't met, even though I was just taking Noah to the bath. Um, mm. So, yeah, we have all these experiences as a, as a child. Each of those experiences get written into our programming. And depending on how, as a parent, we relate to the child, they either get to process that unmet need and learn that it's okay to have your needs unmet and 
to be able to process those emotions, express those emotions, be with those emotions, allow them to be, and that allows the, the child to come out of it. Yeah, if you ever allow, if you've ever noticed a child, if you acknowledge their emotion, if you connect with them on that experience and allow them to express, they actually pass through the emotion and, and come out the other end and then they're, they're let it go and they're gone. It's all over. Um, but if that doesn't happen, we then develop a defense mechanism of protection. If our needs aren't met as children, we actually then either blame ourselves, take it on ourselves. It becomes a shame. It became something wrong with us. And those then all lead to us having, for example, imposter syndrome or not feeling we're being the parent we want to be. But it turns out it's our own brain that is holding us back. It's our own brain and our responses and reactions we learned from the childhood in relation to those unmet needs that is holding us back from being the parent we want to be. So I don't know, does that give a, an explanation, Em? Is there things you think I've missed there? Yeah, that explains it really well. I think that um, like what I'm getting from it is that, you know, children have needs. We Like in their childhood, we've got all these needs that need to be met. Parents sometimes don't meet these needs, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. Like you said, if someone's on the phone or if you've got a miscommunication happening, and when that isn't met, the brain is basically then wired in a certain way in those first kind of three to seven years, which then impacts how we basically see the world as an adult. Absolutely. I'm spot on. And, it, and how those needs are met or unmet and how they're related to when they're unmet, how that rupture is repaired, mm-hmm. how that emotion is understood and acknowledged and that self, that, that little child's self is acknowledged you know, as, as worthy, as special, as important, as accepted just the way they are, how that plays out then determines and predicts their life. It predicts how they react. It predicts their confidence. It predicts their um, resiliency. Um, and I think a lot of people perhaps misunderstand resiliency. So uh, just take a, a moment just to explain resiliency is it's not never feeling sad, never feeling upset, never feeling down. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back from disappointment. It's the ability to feel disappointment, to totally feel sadness, loneliness, totally feel an emotion and then pass through it and come out the other side and be able to to be stronger from it. So resiliency actually comes from listening to our emotions and that comes from parents acknowledging them as as a child when we're small Um, to give us that ability because we don't have that when we're young but we only develop that through seeing the role model of our parents and that's why it's so important for parents to be the parent that can then help your child have resiliency to help your child have confidence for the parent to actually process their own past to to heal Mm -hmm. some of those unmet wounds so then they can actually listen to the child's emotions because part of the unmet need defenses as a as a child you learn to actually deny your own needs you, you learn to put them aside your own self for that protection from your parent but part of now as you grow up is to actually now bring back how important it is to accept yourself as you are unconditionally to bring back your own resiliency by listening to your own emotions hearing what the true message is which is the unmet needs beneath them connecting to those and allowing yourself to heal through that process. So 
Um, yeah, so that, that was just a touch on resiliency and um, how the unmet needs then play out. So I, I saw this with my clients when I was working with trauma. Every trauma actually had roots back to childhood. Mm. Every single person with anxiety, every single person with PTSD had roots back to childhood. And um, it's such an important role that parents play to support their children with this. Oh, it's so huge. Oh, I'm actually getting, I've been getting a bit emotional in this whole chat just because it's really beautiful, but also I have like this picture of myself um, as a child. I'm probably like three or four and I'm just looking at her right now. She's in my office. Um, and it's just a beautiful reminder of the preciousness of her and the, the statement that just seems to always be thrown around is kids are so resilient. It is so resilient. And it's like, to me, they're precious and mm. <clears throat> they're not meant to be tough. <laughs> no. and, and I feel like people are just like, oh, no, they'll get over it, they'll get over it, they'll get over it. But I, for, to me, no, children are so precious and they need to be able to be held in that. And so are we as adults, right? Because yeah. like you said, so much of what um, affects us now in our inabilities to be the parent we want to be is from our childhood and from our own unmet needs and how that shows up. And because we're just as precious and we need to be taught resilience as well. But I think that comes from acknowledging that we are so beautiful and divine and precious as well mm -hmm. as our children. And it's just like a big circular thing that we seem to talk about a lot, but it is, it's really circular and mirrors everything. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Because you can only give what you've got yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only when you feel worthy, special, accepted as you are, you can actually truly pass that to your children. Mm. And the same, when you can listen to your own unmet needs, making themselves heard through emotions, when you can listen to those emotions, now you can listen to your children's emotions rather than asking them to stop crying or to stop getting angry or stop being upset you can actually now allow that experience for them, right? Because mm -hmm. you can hold that space for yourself. You can hold that space for your child now. And when you can do that, it changes everything for them completely. And, and they become, as you said, Annabelle, yeah, they start to learn. They, whatever, however they react, however, if they're angry, whether they're sad, upset, lonely, crying, whatever it is, you love and accept them as they are. And you can only do that when you do that for yourself. Yeah, oh, it's huge because we are inherently whole, right? Yes. And the, the fractures come from feeling like we're broken from all those times that we didn't have our needs met and we reflected yeah. it back, meaning that there was something wrong with us. And, yes. oh, gosh. <laughs> That's, I, I'm glad you touched on that, Annabelle, because it, that brings up a really important point in the work that, that I do is that in all those places where you don't feel whole, in all those places where you get triggered, anytime you're upset at your child, anytime you're trying to block them or shut them down or any of those experiences actually serves as a, as a really beautiful way to connect to your own needs. Because when that happens, any, any emotional reaction like that, it, it's pointing exactly where you need the healing, where you need, where yeah. your, your treasure of your unmet needs is that you haven't been able to see before those emotions point the way to that. So I'm glad you touched on that because underneath you're absolutely right. We are absolutely whole. We are worthy. We're special. And these emotional reactions, these triggers that we have, these anger that we have at our children, 
the times we don't accept them, that's because we're not accepting ourselves. And that gives us a, an actual direction we can use, a flag post to ourselves to actually, this is where my unmet need is. And it, and it points directly to it. You'll see underneath every emotional reaction, every trigger is an unmet need. And you can actually then access that. And that then reconnects this wholeness, this authenticity that we have in ourselves. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we can be so then grateful to our children for bringing up these things that, you know, probably wouldn't have even come up if we didn't have children in the first place. Um and yes. yeah, use it as an opportunity to to heal these parts of ourselves that um that these unmet needs basically. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And that's, that's so true, isn't it? It's mm. <laughs> the whole parenting thing is it's just a, a massive learning curve every day of your own yeah. yeah, your own experience of unmet needs and healing those as you go. Yeah. Oh <clears throat> something that just came up for me and probably just because it's on the journey that I am on is this whole, ah, you know, having all of the knowledge um, and almost like none of the wisdom. So it's like, how are you? It's parenting really invites you. It's a massive door to embody like the, the mm. wisdom, the teachings, the, um, yeah, those gifts and treasures that you are learning about yourself and then, living as that because when you are embodied in it of course you live as it and you then show your kids through yeah. that through being embodied in it yeah absolutely absolutely it's uh, our unmet needs are a feeling right they're they're in the body they're an expression of, yeah. of who we are in the body they're not a they're not a thought you can connect to them through thoughts but it's yeah. it's something that i've kind of learned through my work is that words Words confuse. So if you're working with a child, words confuse, yeah. but feelings move. Yeah, you connect to the feelings and you can see them move. You can see them transition. You can see them transform when you connect with feelings rather than words. Oh. And, yeah, I, I feel that's what you're talking about. Yeah. As part of this, Annabelle, it's what I see is that when we embody the feeling we then feel that connection with our child or children. We, we feel that love for them. We feel mm. this connection for ourselves. We feel we want to repair the rupture. Mm. We feel those things. We don't think it. And yeah. for me, that's part of the embodiment as well. And part of this, this journey is actually many of us are so stuck in our heads, like you said, with the, with the information, with the knowledge. But actually the wisdom, as you said, comes in the feeling. It's a, it's a, the issue is in the feeling, the the expression is in the feeling, and the connection is in the feeling. Mm. Yeah, the embodiment, as you said, yeah. Mm, because I just loved, well, it like struck a, a nerve in my heart when you were saying how children notice the emotional um, disconnect as well. Yeah. So you can be, yeah. you know, sitting right next to them, but, <laughs> right. you know, often a million miles away and then they start acting in certain sort of, ways to try and bring you back to them bring you back to yeah. like presence and you're like stop <laughs> I, I, I want to be doing this I want to be in my head or I've got a, so much going on but yeah they really are just trying to to yeah. bring you back to that um which I think is really beautiful uh and yeah, triggering absolutely. sometimes like, again yeah. <laughs> it's an absolutely beautiful opportunity yeah to yeah. connect your feelings again reconnect those feelings that we shut down as 
as children pr to protect ourselves and, and, you know, pass this distraction and wanting to be somewhere else is being away from how we feel. Mm. Um, and kids just bring us back to that possibility. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I know this is, isn't really relatable, but it, maybe it is. But I often think like in ancient sort of civilizations or the way things are sort of done now, or even living cultures now that aren't, don't seem to be as disconnected from this stuff. They seem to be really living it. They don't seem to have, or what I, uh, I, I'm thinking they don't have all these kinds of things pop up because they're just, it's almost so simple. Like they're just living life how they were designed to live life, which, yeah, is a little bit, <laughs> bit, a bit like of a ta tangent, but yeah, it's kind of like our life is also created a lot of, a lot of this. Yeah, I think, and maybe part of this is what you're saying is that connection exists between, yeah, between us. Like we're wired for connection. Connection, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a wiring in our brain and our body that that you know we feel good if someone is listening to us. If someone's coming down to our eye level and connecting with us and actually asking us, what what is that you're feeling? Like, tell me more. Tell me, tell me what's going on for you. What did you expect? And you know, how did that not work out for you? Um, how did you feel when that happened? You know, that connection just instantly allows us to pass through the emotion, to to feel it, but to know that we're safe, to know that we're connected. We know that we've got that tribe around us that can support us through this and carry us through mm. you know, whatever disappointment, whatever thing is going on for us. And feel um, accepted by that, by that tribe of people. And yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I want to make sure that we fit in a really important part <laughs> of this before we finish, because we've kind of gone, we've kind of spoken about, well, yeah. So we are trying to parent in a way where we meet all our children's needs, but obviously we haven't been parented that way ourselves through no fault of our own or our parents. So we have these unmet needs that come up and, and while we're trying to parent our children as triggers. So we're feeling triggered when we're trying to parent in a way that we want to. So I guess then what do we do moving forward to support ourselves through that so that we can um, – yeah, I guess meet our own needs. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. And that might even go into what you do and what you offer. Okay. Um, um, yeah, look, that's that's a really nice question. Um, I'll try and cover some different parts of that. So the, the first one is, okay, self-care and those things are very, very important, but they don't necessarily change these triggers. Mm. So that, that's sort of a starting point. So, yeah, self-care, absolutely. Yeah, you look after yourself. Look after your, your, you know, fill your own cup. That's really, really important. But the triggers actually underlie something even deeper than that. And they underlie a set of, you know, as we've been saying, unmet needs for ourselves. So anytime those triggers come up, you're now given a, the most beautiful opportunity to see what that unmet need is beneath that. And, and um, you know, the exercises we did, the, the you know the reconnection process so you yeah what we did in that process is is you you see the trigger you you know after the event obviously once you've calmed down because in the trigger your brain has been taken over yeah it's been hijacked by the reaction center you're not 
you're not present anymore. You're actually living. Whenever you've been triggered, you're living in the past. You're recalling past experience. Your brain is using the past to generate your present. Awesome. So, um, yeah, every trigger is, is an experience from the past that your brain has learned a reaction to um, of how to avoid, in the end, avoid the pain of the unmet need as opposed to actually meeting the need. So it's a very big difference. So, so a trigger actually shows you what you're trying to do is meet the need outside of you. So you'll be trying to um, be distracted or you'll be trying to do something else. You'll be um, trying to avoid the trigger because inside that trigger is a deep pain from the past. It is something that you haven't connected to that your brain is, is putting protection in place because during your childhood, it didn't have the possibility to have that. So it had to come up with a defense to that. Um, so yeah, every time you're triggered, you have this beautiful opportunity now to reconnect that need, to experience, and that, that there may be some pain in there, there may be some fears. By actually going a little bit deeper under what's triggering you, and it'll often be, you'll see it because it'll be exactly what your child is doing, right? Your child feels <laughs> not heard. Oh. And so they are doing something that triggers you. Um, and you experience feeling not heard. Um, mm. So there's a, there's a really good way. So once you connect to what that unmet need is for you, now you can start to see how that's played out and throughout your life of you know, a fear of rejection or when you're boss doesn't listen to you you'll see how you've actually played this out with your partner this same unmet need so that's the first step is to bring some deeper awareness into what are the what actually why am i triggered by this what's going on you can ask yourself five times why am i triggered by this what's making me react in this way and as you go deeper first you'll blame outside because that's how the brain does it fight and flight is to to find the threat and the danger outside of us so you try and fulfill that need by getting a child to conform. But as you go deeper, what you realize is that actually this is my unmet need and I'm the only one that can fulfill this and I can only do it by giving it to myself. And that's the important process. So, you know, the work that we did M, is actually now, mm -hmm. once you realize what that un unmet need is, you can begin to give that to yourself. And as you give that to yourself with compassion, with free of judgment, with total acceptance, now you start to be able to overcome those reactions. And now you start to not get triggered so much by a child when they do it, because now you completely understand the child's experience. You understand why they're so upset because you've had that same experience and you've connected to that. You've embodied it, as Annabelle said. Mm -hmm. You've embodied that experience. You can connect with your child. So, so yeah, that's, that's a big part of it is actually taking the time to look underneath those triggers. And um, yeah, does that answer the question, Anne? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's really relatable in that, you know, something happens and we straight away, it's we go to that blame and that is our like initial reaction. Like we're like, oh, it's the kids or it's because, um, you know, uh, this is happening or yeah, I don't know. I've, I've come, yep, I'm trying to absolutely. come up with an example yep, now. You blame like, your partner because they're not listening. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 I mean, it was their fault that I was late. Or it's their it was, fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but then you know, it, it takes then a lot for us to take a step back and be like, hang on a second. Mm -hmm. It's not all these external things. It's what's going on internally. And when we can yes. look at that 
we can have, like you said, more empathy for our child because we're like, okay, well, they're just literally experienced the same, the same thing as we are. Look at how much pain it's causing us now. And we yeah. are an adult with a fully developed brain, right? And they are a child whose brain is, you know, nowhere near um, at full capacity yet. And they're just trying to, to have all of their needs, needs met in the only way that they know how. Right, yeah. Yep, every expression, every expression. If you look at every time they cry, every time they get upset, every time they say, there is always an unmet need underneath, always, without doubt. Mm-hmm. And um, and so now, whichever ones you struggle to be with for your child, now you know you can look for those for yourself. And and actually, mm-hmm. it, it's the most beautiful opportunity for you to to heal and grow from that experience. And and opportunity to to be able to accept yourself as you are to you know overcome that shame and that guilt and actually realize those shame and guilt feelings actually to help you to reconnect who you are and be the person you want to be so it's a wonderful opportunity to use those experiences for growth yeah to make that choice i'm going to commit to my child but i'm going to commit to be the better version of myself by actually going underneath each one of these triggers whenever they come up i commit to actually looking at those and that's going to make me a better parent and that's going to help my child to grow up more resilient, more confident and be able to be authentic in themselves. Yeah, which I think every parent really wants, right? Those, those three things. You want your child to be able to express themselves, be able to handle disappointments. You want them to be able to, to, um, to be confident in what they do and, and cope and we can only give that to our children when we have it ourselves. Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful. And like, I love what you said also about the, uh, you know, self-care and self-love and all of that stuff is really important. But if you actually, you know, it's not just a word, like it's caring for self, it's loving Mm. yourself. Mm -hmm. It comes back to the Mm. self and we spend so so much time like (laughs) running away from that. And again, like blaming and projecting and, Again, if your child is triggering you and you're having those triggers, it's not an opportunity to like judge yourself or them. It's, um, you know, that might come up. But again, it's to come back to you and just know that no matter what is there and underlying, it's all you. And you, you can love that. Like there is power there. It's, you don't need to be afraid of going there. Um, yeah, I know it can feel really hard and mm, and it can yes. be, but, yeah, when we can allow ourselves to be authentic and resilient, then, of course, it's just going to have that flow and effect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, if you're wanting to go on a gentle parenting journey, it really just does go hand in hand with a healing journey. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it unless we've been parented gently ourselves, which... I can't say that I've met any person to this day that have had that parenting um, through no fault of their own or, again, their parents' own fault. Um, and, yeah, so it's just diving into that and, and you know, going at a slow, at a pace that works for you because it, it can feel scary, it can feel feel daunting. And I know that I've done quite a bit of work with Tony and I had this huge motivation to be able to heal these parts of myself so that I could, you know, parent in, in the way that I wanted to. And it's been so, so worth it. It's been really hard. It's still hard. It's, it's ongoing. You know, it is ongoing because more and more things come up as soon as you 
kind of accept one part of yourself and, and heal one thing, another thing comes up. And, you know, for me now, that seems to be, I was talking to Tony the other day, like it's less about my children now and it's more moved on to what the triggers that are coming up with my partner. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's um, and, and, you know, they, they kind of all interlink and intertwine and you find that when you heal one thing, you're being more empathetic in another mm-hmm. way, and, and, you know, to whether it's your own parents or, or to your partner. Um, yeah. 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 But it's, it's, so, it's so interesting and I've learned so much about myself from this, you know, things like um, my feelings around uh, needing to um, feel valued and worthy and this perfectionism and, and need to be mm-hmm. right and all these things mm-hmm. that, you know, that I guess I kind of had a basic understanding of, but the further we've gone into it, it's like, okay, wow, this is so fascinating to learn that why I'm feeling this way and, and why I'm behaving this way and what the real kind of root underlying thing is. And yeah, so I really going to end this by just saying I really highly, highly recommend that you going um, and diving into this work if you feel called to it. And I'd love for you to share, Tony, you know, how we can find you, what you offer and, and yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch, how they would do that. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and yeah, so beautifully, Beautifully said what you said about, um, yeah, the commitment and motivation as a parent to, to make this change for your kids. It's, yeah, I feel that's one of the most special, important things you can do for your children. So I'd really admire what you've done there. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> um, for, yeah, to contact me. So um, we, we have a Facebook page. It's called Ask, Ask Get, Grow, Give. Um, that kind of indicates the journey that we go on as parents. Um, and the work that I do, I, I help people to, as Em said, you know, all those things, all that perfectionism, all that where you push yourself through, push yourself hard, or we have these high expectations, all of those, all of those come from these, um, this brain wiring, these unmet needs. And, um, so yeah, the, the people I work with are, are people that, that have those high, they're high achievers or high expectations of themselves to be this parent they want to be, or, um, to create a business they want to create, um, to have the world or make the difference in the world they want to. And um, when they're held back, they're only held back by their own fears and blocks that come from this childhood experience. So I help people to free those fears, free those blocks, free those limitations, to change those expectations in a way that's very different to, to how most people do it. We actually do it by changing at the deepest level in the brain. So you can do it really, really quickly that way and um, change those triggers, change those reactions really, really quickly. Um, you know, in some instances in, in one session, they're, they're gone, they're, they're, they're healed, they're all over. And um, so, yeah, so we do that using, we do it using the way the brain naturally changes itself. There are three neuroediting tools that the brain uses. So we use those tools to change the brain at that deepest level. So yeah, you can reach out if you if you want to find out more. You can go to the Ask, Get, Grow, Give Facebook page and um, get in contact with us through there on Messenger or leave a post there and um, get in touch that way. Perfect. We will um, pop that in the show notes and we will also, um, yeah, like tag that on our Facebook and Instagram posts so it's as easy as possible for you guys to find. Um, 
Oh, we could talk about this all day. Like I really loved this topic and I know, you know, Annabelle, you do too. And so yeah. you told me we're all very passionate and um, yeah, but we, we will try and end it here as much as we don't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank thank you. Thank you so there. much, Em. Thank you for having me, Annabelle and Emily. Thank you. Thank we you. really appreciated you sharing all your wonderful wisdom. Loved it. Thank you very much. listening to the hey mama podcast if you're enjoying the show please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes we hope you're having a beautiful day mama